Welcome back to The Reset Rebel with me, Joe Yule. And I'm sort of sitting on a rather windy little platform, which you won't be able to hear because I'm hiding behind a great big shawl. And um, I'm sitting next to the yogi master, crouched, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jeff Phoenix. Welcome to The Reset Rebel podcast. Hi there. I've never done this before, so I'm not really sure what to expect. <laughs> You're in for the ride of your life, young man. Thanks, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I mean, um, we kind of, yeah, on Patnam Beach, which is um, a magical little piece of paradise. And this is kind of really, I guess, your sort of second yogi home in some respects. Yeah, um, I teach a retreat in February at a lovely place called Bamboo in, on this beach. And I've been coming a few years now and it's just great to get away from England and the cold in February. So, yeah, I love coming here and, and teaching in this style and this way. You know, it's great. Love it. I mean, you've been teaching for 15 years, but you got into yoga like back in the sort of um, late 90s. And I guess it was India the place that you kind of really discovered yoga? Yes, it was actually. Um, I don't know, it just wasn't really on my radar so much. I even started meditating first. That that interested me me more actually. Um, In Indonesia, we went on a big trip. Me and my partner at the time were still together, so it's over 25 years. Um, and I learned to meditate in um, basically Indonesia, and then we went to India and went traveling and loved it so much we spent a year there. And I don't know, I just was, we were in the, a place called the Andaman Islands, which not many people go to. You had to, there was no airport in those days. Um, you had to get a ferry. So it was a three-day, two-night ferry. We had to spend a week in Chennai because they released tickets and just had to hang around for a whole week. It was a horrible city. Didn't really like it that much. It was our least favourite big Indian city. Is that what drove you to meditation? <laughs> Maybe, I guess you say. Um, but yeah, but we were just camping on these um, like beaches with, with other people that were travelling there. A lot of them were, you know, had only been opened up to tourism for like literally months or they had like one farming family living on them. So we just like had a mosquito net hanging branches or just sleeping in hammocks and we'd wave fishing boats down and stuff like that and um, one of the guys was doing yoga so I was like hey that looks can you just show me some and he, yeah, he just showed me some and it just blew me away just absolutely loved it I just yeah loved it <laughs> loved it so and then we went to Rishikesh after there so after that and obviously a lot of yoga going on there and we stayed in ashrams and stuff and I you know get up at well, if it was 4, 4.35 or whatever, Jen would be like, what the hell are you doing? And I'd be going to go and practice yoga because I just really enjoyed it. And this was your holiday? Well, we're travelling, just being, you know, hippies, I guess you'd say, after university, just finding ourselves, discovering ourselves. It's great. It's lovely. Loved it. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's obviously clearly been your path into yoga, but you had like a local teacher that you also kind of credit on your website that I saw and Nicolita yeah Nilipta Nilipta's lovely Um, you know when we came back to England we moved to London and we said right we've got to do some you know we wanted to find a a teacher and we could have you know I don't know tried all sorts of different styles and if I'd probably done a shtanga or something I'd probably be kind of an injured mess by now but luckily we found Nilipta who was in the Sachinanda tradition which if you don't people aren't familiar is 
um, very gentle, you know, not very much alignment. You just kind of do it with your eyes closed a lot. There's a lot of visualization and chakras and energy and stuff. So, yeah, it gave me a really great get grounding, I guess you could say, in, in like traditional style of yoga rather than just because I was quite sporty. I guess I could have gotten really into the whole physical aspect of it. I enjoy doing my handstands and things like that, but, you know, there's the other side as well. That was actually the moment um, I clamped eyes on you, um, probably about 10 days ago now, maybe maybe longer, when um, our, my own retreat was starting at Bamboo. Mm. And we were doing uh, the Ashtanga practice that my uh, my partner was, was teaching in the morning. And I kind of um, was struggling with the practice, as I always do with Ashtanga. It's, it's not... Um, a practice that I naturally turn to um, and uh, <laughs> as we were doing the standing series I looked across the breach and there you were upside down actually and I thought ah that's uh, something to aspire to at one point in the in the game but um, yeah on the beach is not the easiest place to do handstands but there's a lot of people um, and yeah, sand sort of and wind but it's fun and if you fall over it's no big deal yeah it's great it's a great way to learn actually people should do that more actually I should do a, an afternoon session or at least a little bit because you can just play and you know and instead of just fall over and stuff it's not a problem it's a great you won't break learn. your neck on the soft sand no 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 not at all not at all no, no, no. I mean handstand workshops are becoming like massive particularly in London I mean oh, obviously God, you teach yeah. at Tri Yoga uh, mm-hmm. probably one of the places that most people will definitely have heard of that yeah. you that you uh, teach and run trainings as well or assist on or I don't know what you do on them but help yeah. out yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I used to do teacher training almost about 10 years now but I've just stopped I'm not doing that anymore I need a break get away from that all but like yes I do handstands and inversion workshops and stuff like that yeah, yeah. yeah. why you know what 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 is this kind of fast you know inversions are obviously scientifically <laughs> proven to be an incredible yeah. healing wonderful thing to reverse obviously the oxygenation of the blood cells blah 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 mm, yeah but in terms but, of like what is this like yeah. Instagram sensation going on with this handstand business it's a really interesting thing, isn't it? I just guess when you start to do it, it just makes you feel great. And I think it's this element of play for me, I think, and for a lot of people. It's just this, like, you just, like, you know, people do that when you're a kid. You just go, hey, I'm going to do a cartwheel. I'm going to try and do a handstand. And you kind of did that st- sort of stuff. And then for about 20 years, you don't do anything. You get really stiff and you get, like, mm-mm. And it's just great to turn your world upside down and, and just have fun and, and play. And I think, I st- you know, Yes, I love to meditate and do all that stuff, the spiritual side of yoga, but I still love doing handstands because they're just fun. It's make you feel good. Yeah. Well, I always say, well, there's a little period of my class where I call it playtime, and uh, okay. we do spend two yeah. or three minutes doing something that I decide that we're going to do in that class. That is playful. Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously... I might have to nick that. Well, please do. <laughs> Help yourself, time. <laughs> I'm not really, uh, yeah, not very proprietorial about one's, uh, one's tool yeah. box in the yoga world, as yeah. all of my teachers have been the same. Um, and I think, like, you know, ultimately, there just isn't enough playtime on this no. planet for us humans particularly when we kind of get into this responsible adult game which is quite tedious at times so it is nice you know and I like the fact that you've explained it in that way because I think that you know that should be highly encouraged but there is this other side of it where it's become an Instagram sensation and everything in yoga really seems to be about that whole scene and um, sort of posing for posing sake Mm. and that is a bit of a turn-off for me personally anyway yeah for a lot of people I think you can say but it, it, it's two sides isn't it? it it attracts a lot of people people go oh wow it's, it's aspirational I want to be able to do that oh that looks amazing um, but at the same time it, it just gives the wrong impression I think and it's it's doesn't include a lot of people who couldn't maybe do that um, but 
you know, I, I don't know. I just think that for me, like I wanted to do literally, if I, I don't really post, I'm not very good at the whole Instagram um, thing. I, just, I have really, noticed that. <laughs> I didn't want I'm to say anything. I'm, 40, over 40, I'm 45 years old or whatever. I can't, I just... How dare I you? I'm not a dinosaur. I'm not that far off. <laughs> no, but literally, I had, today I had a real epiphany. People were explaining, like, hashtagging to me today. They said, like, if you hashtag and you do this, then people can find you. More. It's like, oh, really? I was like, oh, God, okay, so I need to start doing all this stuff. But, yeah, but I wanted to just, like, like just have a, a thing of me just sitting in meditation. Like at least do that for a minute and then maybe do the handstand bit at the at the end you know come up into that I think that would be a fairer reflection a better way of doing it maybe but it's Definitely. just not as exciting is it just it's sitting not. there and sitting eyes closed well I like the fact that you know clearly you've got the skills to be doing handstands and the strength and the flexibility and everything else um, but you're not showboating on Instagram which is a good thing in my book and your retreats mm. are full and busy and you know you've been teaching a really long time mm. um, Asheana is the other place that you um, teach and run retreats and I've been um, well I did my first training there so that's when you, you first came to Toby? my attention you know Toby? I do know I Toby yeah. very very well I love him dearly I know that he's running a training now with Linda Dantel but she was yes. my teacher for my yeah, 200 hours we there at the same time basically I love her he's an she's amazing therapist just... by the way I don't know her, but he's an amazing therapist and a lovely guy. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. He is. He is actually. And I just remember him like giving me a treatment and telling me, "Stop being so stoic," as he was encouraging me to howl because I had a very bad neck injury at the time. Oh, and yeah. He was always you... going deep into places and just to just to get me to screech. I think. Yeah, I think English generally are far too <laughs> uptight and you know don't want to make sounds and want to you know. But it's actually a great way to release when you can actually you know just articulate that stuff and just like yeah and it's not very you know I try and do that sort of stuff sometimes get people to sigh or moan and not very many people do it they really they're so hold back and they don't you know but that's part of the journey you know why do you think that is what that they don't that they are uptight about they don't want to groan in your yoga class well, what's that all about well, I know yeah exactly what's wrong with these what's people what's wrong with these people I'm like making all these sounds and I'm the only one's making these sounds I'm hoping that, that is- other people would join in but they are starting to a few of them are starting to you know I'm quite relaxed about that sort of thing but you know it took me a while to get there I guess yeah so that's everyone's on their own little journey and, and hopefully I just need to have maybe not play time but maybe like groaning time or just like rolling around <laughs> groaning time I'll just do it until people just start to relax a bit more I'll come I'll come yeah. to that class yeah I might just start like I might start a few classes like that actually it's I not, think that's called Tantra actually we'll <laughs> find that in Arambol in North Goa oh. not far from Ashiana <laughs> okay, I'll, maybe I'll go head over there and check that out and get some tips uh, at the Love Temple Oh, really? You've obviously been there. <laughs> no, I just um, met someone that had been and told me some brilliant stories, which um, sadly I didn't get to record, but they were gold, absolute yeah. hilarity that yeah. uh, unfolds in North Goa in that particular I'm part of the world. I'm hoping to find some sort of like trance dance type stuff and doing so. There's no shortage. Really? There's nothing here, though. You have got Leopard Valley. Have you never been? I, well, okay, I was tempted. I, I, you know, I've got that side. I quite like a bit of a boogie and all that, but... but it doesn't start kicking off until about one o'clock or something like that. There's no boogieing that happens in Leopard Valley. It's like you can't even dance to that kind of music in my humble opinion. It's like I live in Ibiza and there's only two types of music on this humble planet that we call world and it's like good and bad and that is Is the worst kind of music. It's like how can you even move your tail to something that just doesn't even have a a rhythm or a beat? It's just like horrendous. I've not experienced Leopard Valley I must admit and I just because I, I, I know that I'm going to be wanting to get tucked up in bed by about 12 o'clock one, especially on a retreat so 
Indeed, you have to walk your walk. I want a dad rave from 8 till 12. That'd be perfect. Well, that's what Lost Paradise was invented for here in oh, South Go on a Thursday on... night. We took our retreat guests and we oh. had an absolute scream. I didn't go. I know, I was like a bit tired. And It we're... starts at like 7 and it ends at 11 on the dot. There is not a second, not even one more tune when everyone's chanting and grunting and groaning. And that's just, it? It was just, we were walking that way. We we're going to check out. There was some karaoke stuff going on. Then we we're going to go on. And then we just heard the karaoke and it was just awful. And yeah. we we're just tired and just went back. Mm. Missed it. Next paradise. Time. Next you know, year. It's the next only year. decent music I've ever heard in okay. the whole of Goa, ever. Apart from maybe Rock Waters in North Goa as well. That's quite good. But Rock Waters? It's, okay. uh, it's a Sunday night near Ashayana. Okay. Li- literally just up near Ashfem, actually. Just yeah. north of... Um, you should try that, actually, maybe. I'll make a little mental note of that. Yeah, no, I want to try some yeah. stuff. I've got a... But you've a... also got the source in um, Arambol, which is like an ecstatic dance area by the um, banyan, great big banyan tree. Is that in the day? That's daytime mornings and evenings. Oh, OK. You definitely take your retreat guests there. They will literally okay, have the time of their lives, and it's sober, it. and it's just... It's a beautiful space. There's a, there's a teacher called Simon Borg... Olivier, he's a, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's like an, an Australian, but he's been doing it for years. He's got an amazing practice, amazing understanding, but he's got that whole background. And I think he just, he, he's teaching, I think, out there. And he's, I think he goes to that quite often. So I'm, I'm hoping to see him out there, actually. Yeah, yeah. You've got to go, basically. It's like a real dirty, grimy kind of, you know, bare feet in the sandy kind of, um, yeah, just I'm ecstatic just dance. That, I'm just hoping the timings will work with how I teach and stuff like that that's the only thing because I teach in the morning and then the afternoon well you can just go in the evening after dinner like you can get there at 8 I mean dinner at Ashley is like 7 ish and then get there at 8 and you wouldn't really want to go on a full tummy of food though just warn them that much but um, (laughs) you could definitely dance from 8 till 10 when it ends and it's you know it's not a late one everyone can still get to bed in time and they're not going to be hung over either and what's it called again the sauce the sauce okay check it out definitely I think you'd have a great time you've got to go there yeah. even if you go after they all go home but um, you've got to go it's really yeah, right. really really it's really nice fun. I think um, doing the retreat and the yoga and stuff like that to actually have that extra side of things so yeah I'll definitely do it and, and if I like it and hopefully I can drag a few of the students there that'd be great too yeah. I think you know obviously coming from Ibiza and teaching yoga there mm. the two things like marry up really really well obviously yeah. I'm, I don't teach like a, a linear form of yoga and I'm guessing from your website and what I've been reading about the fusion and lineage of the teachers that you've kind of studied with that you don't do the same either but I think there's something about you know as a yoga teacher going and you know do this on the left side and now do this on the right side and then you get on the dance floor and you just basically do whatever the hell you know you're not even thinking are you which is lovely and that's why I think it's always good to to mix up a bit of dancing in retreat somehow yeah I like that bit of you know I try and bring that into my teaching a little bit of kind of freestyle and just as I said not moving so two-dimensionally mm. moving more spirally, spirally and, and you know just free freeing things up yeah no I totally agree with you that's great so, so where does your style of yoga I mean over 15 years you, you've obviously had quite the oh, a teaching smorgasbord yeah. of, uh, of teachers yes I have um, some people I guess you could say are quite you know they like to stick but I, I don't know I just like to learn as much as possible from lots of different people and and I've been very very lucky in, in, in you know living in London and try yoga and just going and the life center as well um, just amazing teachers who come through and you know before life before kids that's what I was into doing you know once the kids came along it got a lot harder admittedly but you know I still do that um, but it's now informed a lot by my own practice but yeah you know I have learned a lot from a lot of other teachers 
I've studied with a lot of different people and and yeah I just love I love doing that that for me is yoga just being open and having that sense of I don't know I just like to think of it like a whole spectrum like you know one of my teachers at one stage would be like completely one-ended like it was an Iyengar and the other one was completely like freestyle form like you know I just love that that contrast and I think you get too stuck in a box and too narrow in your perspective I think sometimes if you just I don't know for me anyway everyone's different <laughs> everyone can do their own thing I'm happy with that well I think that is yeah the joy really of yoga class is really uh, in the kind of intelligent yoga rebellion which seems to be happening now where people are working more in a, in a in a fascial format and they're trying to get into different parts of the body which aren't I guess um, alleviated as much or uh, released through kind of linear forms of practice like Ashtanga or I don't know Hatha Yoga or you know um, and, and I think that that's where, where it's at really these days. There's, there does seem to be a real change in the kind of um, in the kind of styles of yoga that are becoming more popular. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that, that you know these styles were you know evolved by people like Iyengar or whatever who uh, Patabi Joyce who like who really kind of developed their own style. But it really is their own take, and that's a little snapshot or you know of how they built things up. But then people take that and then it's just taking it up to the next level and adding their own thing and evolving in their own way. And I guess that that is how things are developing. And that, that linear thing is great for um, some people and at a certain stage and level of where they're at. But I think beyond that, you can start to look and people want to find something a little bit different and add that. And I think people are starting to, yeah, I think you're right. And that's the way it is evolving. It's quite a natural kind of progression, I think. And just, hey, everyone should be ecstatic dancing freely, rolling around, you know, on the floor, groaning. I have seen <laughs> a lot of yoga. that in Goa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's yoga or what it, what, what it was, actually. I, I actually once joined the most hilarious thing I've ever done in Goa. I was walking down the beach one day, and I was here for a, a while, and uh, I bumped into this quite attractive man. He was sitting on the steps of this, uh, I don't know, temple of dance or something, and... Um, yeah, we got chatting and it turned out he'd just started this contact dance festival for a week and it had literally just started that day and he was like, why don't you join? And I was like, okay. okay. Basically, I signed up <laughs> thinking, wicked, like, I'm going to partner yeah. with this man. Didn't see him for dust after that. I don't think he was actually part of the festival or whether he was promoting it or what happened. And then he came back one night and did a night of live music and um, anyway, he wasn't part of the festival. Yeah. Um, but I had the time of my life and there was like 120 different people from like, around. around the world. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. And um, it sounds horrendous, but I actually really yeah, great. loved it because it was just before I moved to Ibiza and what I was trying to learn the art of was maybe dancing without needing to have a drink for confidence. Because um, mm. I knew I was moving to Ibiza. And what's, I knew, that, what's that cheesy saying to dance like with your nobody's eyes closed, like nobody's watching. Oh, please. I used that the other day. <laughs> did <you? laughs> I did it. Sorry, I used that just a couple of days ago. How did ago. that go down? Great. No, we're doing, we were just doing, we had a little interlude of, you know, just freeing things up. And it just, it gives people permission. Because I think, as you said, a lot of the people are quite, maybe a bit uptight in English. So it's just great to just do that and just kind of freely move. Do you close your eyes when you say that to uh, your clients, when you're standing at the front and you sort of say, dance like nobody's watching? Do they have their eyes closed? 
I don't know. I've got my eyes closed. So exactly. <laughs> and this is this is what I was going to ask you because I do this in my class sometimes, and then I have this moment where I'm just like just standing there watching exactly, me, and I'm just writhing around. Like, Shall I open my eyes just to double check no, what's actually going I on? I do. I do check, and everyone's actually they're all going for it. They're enjoying it. That yeah. is true. So it's it's nice to give them permission to do that. Yeah. And I think we should have you know more like play. You know, what do you call it? Play time, and then just mm-hmm. like writhing, <laughs> moaning time. Yeah. Why not? Jeff, you do make me laugh. Mm. I think it's not a bad plan. And I, you know, well, I just think that the less stoicism, as Toby puts it, the better, ultimately. Because people don't come to Goa to, like, be in their normal daily realm. They come here to no. check out something new and encapsulate and embody something that's a little bit more free. That is what Goa gives you. Whether yeah. you like it or not, or know that's going to happen in advance of it, you'll stumble across something or someone or an event or a, yeah. a part of Indian life that will push a button in you somewhere. Yeah. Um, and something will change. Yeah. And just even very simply, the people who come on these retreats, you know, I'd get a lot of people who come back once, you know, they, they, they try, they go, oh my God, why didn't I do this sooner? It's just devoting that time for yourself, you know, taking the time for yourself and just shifting a few of those layers that build and accumulate living, you know, urban life, most people, stressful job that, you know, it's like, oh, and it's just that remembrance and that reconnection and just enjoying the ocean and just feeling the breeze and sand underfoot and just it's lovely to see how they change you know their attitude their energy is it's, it's a lovely thing to just take that time out especially god i didn't i didn't do it for a long time i just stayed in england for the winter and then i remember the first time i did it like teaching i was like oh my god i need to make this happen regularly like every year so thank god luckily i've been able to do that hmm. i know it it has to be said I have well I've been here for two months also finding retreats and it's just it's just it is a magical wonderful incredible gift that we get to experience each yeah. year and it doesn't feel like work in very the very lucky we're very very lucky yeah but you know we both made that happen we you know no one just went and kind of handed it over on a plate and said there you go darling mm. have a little trip to India and mm. uh, enjoy yourself it's um yeah it's been a little bit of a, a slog to get to this point yeah. but I, there's not a moment that I'm here that I don't wake up going wow you know like it is magical and obviously the other place I get lucky enough to call home is Ibiza, Ibiza. Lucky so it, you. it's not too bad I've got Buckinghamshire <laughs> doesn't sound as glamorous does it you've got a motorbike <laughs> well yeah that means I can oh, I love that going into London and then like just when you get out of the M25 it's just like the whole space opens up it's green it's just like you feel this kind of weight and pressure lift it's it's really nice yeah 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 I think, you know, you just sort of summed it up rather well there in terms of the way that people arrive and the kind of look on their face and the kind of Mm. slight lines going on and like the relaxation that sort of pours through their entire person over the course of that week and experience is um, transformational. I hate that word, but it It basically is. It is. Of course it is. It's a lovely thing. And, you know, more people should do that and take the time for themselves. And, you know, for me initially, I think, you know, I, I don't know, you, when you first dabble at yoga, it's like, oh, yeah, but I do yoga. I go to classes and stuff like that. But it's like when I really first like, did a weekend immersion, when I first went away with one of my main principal teachers, who was Simon Lowe, I went and went his, that was my first ever yoga trip. It's like, it just blew my mind. It's like, wow, okay, you really can go so much deeper. It really makes shifts and changes. So it just takes people time to maybe, hopefully, they can discover that and, and take the time for themselves to do that because it is it is powerful and transformational <laughs>
slightly scary look in your eyes, Jeff, when you said that word. I'm a little bit scared now. I'm hiding under a sort of a shawl, really, on the top deck of a really strange little structure. But yeah, um, rather I'm loving rickety it. bamboo structure. I know, you wouldn't want to get up to mischief up here. No, it's just swaying in the breeze and everything. My friend did actually sleep up here a few weeks back, uh, a German friend of mine, and... Um, we were we were sharing a residence and um, he didn't come home one night and I was a bit like where's he gone and then I woke up and he was actually sleeping up here so it's um, an interesting an interesting out, little platform sorry? exactly that ah okay yeah. okay <laughs> oh dear. bless his heart this worst place it's worst places com- to it's sleep quite comfy it's quite breezy super comfy no mosquitoes no you no know, mosquitoes no bugs, yeah. nice sea breeze mm. it's probably like it's a little penthouse really I mean people pay a lot of money for this sort of thing back in uh, Ibiza look at the view. <laughs> crying out loud look at the view it's gorgeous it's the best spot on the whole beach yeah exactly <laughs> and you were saying that you know um, obviously working and living in London was um, something that you were doing before this little dream of yours became a reality oh, what, so what teaching was the, yoga or coming well, no, away no I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm fascinated by what the sort of nine to five job was that you were doing before you got into what you do now you're running around the, the, the beach in a pair of little shorts and, uh, and that's uh, it <laughs> <laughs> tell us um, oh God, it was like coming back from traveling was really hard. So we, you know, we went away for a year and a half, me and Jen, my, my you know, partner, my wife now, Jenny. And it's just quite hard to adjust coming back. It's just like, so I just kind of fell into kind of sales jobs, like selling advertising and stuff and then internet software. And it just, it really wasn't me. It really, yeah, I just was like, and then luckily, I, I can still remember, Jenny just said, well, why don't you do something that you really like? Why don't you, you love yoga. Why don't you teach yoga? And I was like, oh, God, no, I couldn't do that. I really couldn't do that. And it's like, no. But she planted that seed, and then it was great because she just insisted that I go on a teacher training, and, you know, I didn't earn any money, obviously, but she was earning. We lived in a really cheap place in, in, um, in Clapham that allowed us to do that. And, yeah, it just, it just kind of, everything kind of fell into place. And, slowly slowly you know but it, I'm so glad I made that change Jenny sounds like a legend basically I can she already is, see where you legend. married her she's my hero she's like she's my hero <laughs> as well and the fact that she does all your admin and all oh your promo God. for your retreats oh we love God. Jenny basically we love Jenny so hello Jenny if you're listening to this Jenny, you are an you. absolute ledge yeah we love you so much and I really honestly because my head is not it just doesn't work that way and I know a lot of other yoga teachers and it just fries their brains, literally having to wear those two hats of like being all yoga and, you know, and then having to like deal with accounts and all that other stuff. And, you know, we're just not suited to that. A lot of us yoga teachers, I guess you could say. Some are, but some aren't. Did she do your tax return? Uh, she, well, we've got an accountant who does all that stuff, okay. but she deals with all that mm. side of things. And That's pure love there, Jeff. Tell me about it. Pure uh, back to yoga, I, I believe. That's what we're going to call it for we're today's purposes. We're a team. We're a team. That's why I keep reminding <laughs> yoga her. Yoga of devotion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I keep reminding her. <laughs> oh, bless. And you've got two children. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. Jai and Indy, 12 and almost 10. They're great. They're lovely. Um, they used to be into yoga. And, you know, they were kind of rocking pros and getting quite good at handstands and stuff like that. And then they just kind of said, no, we're not doing this anymore. They just kind of rebelled and said, no, we're not doing it. I was like, but come on, it's fun. It's like, no, we're not doing it. I was like, Aww. oh, okay. Why did they rebel? Um, I don't know. They just think did that... Did you just they... bore them shitless? Well, no, but it's, it's fun. What do you mean? It's just, I think it's, it's like a parent thing, you know? They, they, they want to do the opposite. Okay, say, for example, my son, John, he's, got a, he's, he's quite a good drummer now. He, he's very assiduous with his practice, and I've given him a very good musical education. You know, I've got a very wide 
you know, I took him to a Guns N' Roses gig, and he likes, you know, all sorts of really good stuff. But, and I, you know, he's got his own Spotify account, and, but I said to him, he was asking me about stuff, and I said, you know, so, so what music do you like the least? Oh, well, I, I like lots of music, but I guess rap. I like some rap, the really good rap, but I think rap's probably my least favourite. So guess what his favourite style of music is now? Rap. He loves it. He loves rap because it's, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. like that rebellious tween teen yep, so I on just, the cusp. I need to kind of like sneakily kind of reverse psychology him or something like that. And yeah, I don't know. They're doing the thing. I'd, I'd rather they discover yoga when they're, you know, in their 20s or 30s and they're stiff and stressed. And then they go, oh, I remember this. Oh, yeah. And come back to it rather than trying to force feed it down the neck, you know, ram it down their throats. But so. you've given them the foundation. And, you know, I always think, God, if children were given yoga and meditation and mindfulness in schools, which would have been way better oh than like God, RE yeah. and all the other ridiculous crap that we learned, yeah, totally. would have been the best thing ever. And there's a little piece of me that kind of wants to go back to, you know, England and... Ooh, Gosh. that was a, a extreme, extreme, <laughs> extreme high-pitchedness. Um, yeah, and... And maybe get involved in something like that. I mean, I know it's already happening in places like Brighton yeah. and, and lots of alternative yeah, yeah, type, yeah. types of schools and, and Ibiza as well. But I feel like, you know, that would have been a way more helpful life skill than uh, any of the kind of, you know, well, I don't know about um, the cooking side of things or the, maybe the um, was the other awful one, the kind of like techno, you know, you know DIY and arts and crafts and all yeah, that jazz. That, yeah. that wasn't really my thing either. But, you know, there's always going to be something that wasn't your thing. But the one thing we're not taught to do at school is feel and uh, I think that's the most important thing that we have to get to grips with in this lifetime is like learning how to deal with emotion and uh, yeah. trauma and yeah. uh, really serious amounts of extreme situations that pop up and we don't know how to deal with. And I, yeah. and I do feel like that is obviously why yoga and well-being is becoming a multi, multi, multi-million pound industry right now because everybody's a bit shafted. Yeah, and just burying it Bearing stuff under layer upon layer of stuff and high sweeping stuff under the carpet and just hoping it'll go away and I think there's that stoic English thing stiff upper lip and you know so the process of yoga is really powerful and I think you're right kids would really really benefit from that I'm hoping my kids by osmosis and when they're a bit older you know you know I was a bit of a stressed teenager I guess you could say um, you worry about oh God growing up a teenager now with all the social media. I think I would, have, I would have, it would have freaked me out. I couldn't, I couldn't have been able to handle it. I think you can't make any mistakes without it being plastered. You know, God, I did stupid things, all sorts of rubbish things, and you know, to have that pressure is a horrible thing. So I'm hoping that when the time comes, you know, me and Jenny will have the tools to help them. But I think if you try and grab, grab it and force them, it doesn't work. They've got to come to you it's like a student you know there's plenty of people like oh my husband really needs some yoga could you teach you know it's like no nah, it doesn't work they've got to want it they've got to really you know and come to you otherwise it just doesn't stick it doesn't really work yeah so are you still doing quite a lot of private work like that in london yeah yeah i've got a teacher I'm, I'm embarrassed to say how many classes i teach um go on, tell us i'm not gonna say go on no i can't oh, come on no we'll <laughs> we'll get it out of you <laughs> Where's those torture tools that I uh, yeah, brought in my handbag? No, but it's just like, but you know, but I, I, I've got to pay the bills. I've got a family to look after, so you know, I'll teach. Thirty-six you what, classes? No, not that much. Come on, 
2022? I like, see, you, I can tell that you've been used to negotiating and bargaining in India because you're just using that, <laughs> the same tactics, aren't well, you? Well, I'm also, okay, you know, around, journalistic roughly, background. Roughly we'll, around we'll get 20. it out of you. Roughly around there 20, roughly. Yeah. Why, is that, why is that a bad thing, though? I think it's incredible. Well, people go, oh, my God, that's, oh, that's far too much. But, I'm, you yeah, know, but who, I've been who, doing this. Who says that? And whose business is it? Well, I don't know, people who can't, I don't know. People we don't who, judge around here. Yeah, well, maybe they, you know, I can... I feel fine with that. As I explained to you, I've got a motorbike and, it, you know, rather than getting stuck on the tube and being stuck in traffic or whatever, I just zip, I literally, jump, 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 it's all, pack it in, it's all fits in lovely. But if you're making your entire living from teaching yoga, that is the most beautiful and incredibly wonderful thing that yeah. I've ever heard. There's a lot of people out there doing jobs that, you know, they don't enjoy. And it seems to me, from what I'm witnessing from your yeah. relaxed, tanned face, that <laughs> actually life looks pretty good from where I'm sitting. So to be fair, that's not something to be ashamed or embarrassed of it's a, okay, it's a, a magical yeah. brilliant thing yeah, that you're yeah, doing yeah. on this world which yeah. other people do a lot of stuff they're not that proud of yeah. that is something to be proud of not something to be yeah. you know not I feeling good about i tried wearing unless the it's two- doing you in no well that's the thing that's the, what you've got to be careful of is obviously is burnout and and you know and then you lose your passion your intensity for it i'm not at that stage you know um but you've got to be careful because that does happen to people um, I tried wearing two hats in terms of like working part time and, 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 and doing teaching part time. And some people it does work for them, but for me, it just didn't work. I just wanted to, you know. What were you doing the other half of the time? Oh, I went back to selling, trying to sell some crap. I love these crap. confessions. <laughs> what were you selling? Carpets oh or windows? God. It was um, for selling like <laughs> like resold tickets for sporting events oh my god i can't believe i'm telling you this why anyway. do we, why can't you just be honest about this stuff? this is what people want to know they're like jeff D. phoenix yoga superstar how did he get there like this is what everyone wants to know these days because everyone mm. wants to do what you're doing yeah um yeah well get a get a get a motorbike or just get all your got all your clients coming to you perhaps just got to be watching out for the travel i think that's what does it it's a stressful getting stuck in traffic and rushing and being late and you know it's pressure I can't be five ten minutes late for a class or stress when you arrive or stress when you arrive yeah you've got to be you it's know. not a good look is it really no you just got to be in the zone <laughs> and all zen and you know but it just takes mm. one breath sometimes that's all you've got if you're running a bit late you know you just got okay that's all it takes a breath yeah well, that is a question that we ask our guests is like, what's your reset button? Because obviously this is called the Reset Rebel podcast. But, you know, it is a fascinating question for a lot of people because in, in Ibiza, which mm. we're going to talk about um, at some point soon, um, the villas of the, the incredibly wonderful, rich, mm. fabulous families that I get to go mm. and visit, um, <laughs> there are no road names or numbers or, or real actual maps for a lot of these houses that are down these Caminos, these dirt tracks yeah. in the Campo in the countryside and it can't find the bloody things for love nor money no, so really you have to set off about three hours earlier than you're actually due to arrive there yeah. and often you get horribly lost and I have turned up incredibly sweaty and stressed um, when one has a packed schedule <laughs> yeah. not a good look no. so what is your method to if you do get stuck in traffic or you're a bit late or you can't find it what how do you reset before you start your class it's just the one breath or um, well sometimes that's all you have literally You've, you're rushing there and you're just like just that longer, slower out breath. It's always, it's like, um, it's like my wife teaches mainly pregnancy and postnatal yoga, and that's one of the things that she, you know, teaches is like the exhale is the antidote to pain. Basically, it really is. It's a wonderful releaser. It just resets you. It really does. And sometimes that's all you have, and and that's one of the main things I do. But it's just perspective as well. It's just stress is, it's just stress. It's just 
surface stuff, isn't it? It's not really ultimately your nature or what's there. It's just, just surface stuff. And that's why I think your own practice is really important to your own meditation practice, for me anyway, meditation practice, because you just get that perspective. You get your reminder, you reconnect to that, that place, that center, and it's always there. You know, the sun's always there behind. The blue sky's always there, even though there's shitty weather and clouds. And sometimes just, just that exhale is what you need just to clear, you know? But I think a lot of people don't notice they're stressed until it's too late. Oh and then all of a sudden, yeah. that is why your retreat can go from empty to full in a matter of days. When yeah. People yeah. don't book retreats six months in advance. They have a glance when they're getting really burnt out and they go, OK, I need to get out of here fast. So I feel like you know having a daily practice or a practice which you, mm. you can turn to on a regular basis it doesn't have yeah. to necessarily be daily obviously that would be the no, ideal situation the ideal. but when you've got two children you're busy you're working a big job whatever's going on for you yeah. I mean what is the one thing I mean I guess you know dropping to the floor and doing your meditation is is accessible anywhere you go or going for a yeah. run yeah yeah well I guess it depends what 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 works for you it might be going and just doing some gardening you know getting your fingers into well it is it's very it is it's very grounding what are you laughing for it's very it's a, you, and, you and your marigolds have got this image so. marigolds you, yeah. you obviously don't do any gardening in marigolds how did you rumble me on that one <laughs> the old margot from the good life sort of out in the garden throwing a few shades well, no, with the marigolds on. well yeah but it, whatever whatever it might be but for me it's you know it's, it's meditation and, and yoga you know when the kids were younger and you know god you have so little time you're tired you're stressed but even if you can just do five minutes or whatever, that, that it does make a difference. But hey, sometimes your meditation yoga practice is just like, you know, Jai was a really cry baby when he was younger. Literally, I'd have to kind of bounce him, and that was my yoga. So I'm just going to, you know, you just feel, just feel the love, <laughs> feel the love, feel the bhakti, and you're just kind of bouncing. And that was, you know, <laughs> that worked. That worked for you. Yeah. I'm glad about that. I think that actually gets a lot of young mums really fit as well. It's like it just that bouncing hey, and jiggling I on the spot. That. Yeah, you just bounce, you yeah. do the one. It, it's actually, with my nieces and my nephews yeah, as well. It, it, you know, you laugh, but it bloody works. It does, it and does. You, you know, you haven't got time to go to the gym or anything, so you just do a few squats. Yeah. I would do that, it worked. Yeah, seriously, it worked. Is that how you got so buff? Just from bouncing babies. <laughs> I actually just might become the baby bouncer in Ibiza this year. I'm looking to reinvent myself anyway. Yeah, that's not a bad little angle, is it? Yeah, you can, uh, uh, Jenny does that. Sometimes she's got two babies in her hands and she's like, you know, in her, in her mummy and baby classes. So it does work. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to find balance. Say that to all the mummies out there. Don't do that thing, just the one side. I always tell them. You can see that the hips are all lopsided. We're sticking the hip out and just got the baby. Switch sides. Got to do it. Gotta Got to keep the balance. I, yeah, you know, I always tell them. Baby like, oh. balance. Baby yeah. bouncing balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be your new triple B <laughs> class. You could just roll out if from anyone, home. If anyone gets anything, the one thing from here is get the, you know, don't just do it on the one side. Get the balance, you know, carry them with the other. You others. don't want to be lopsided or wonky. No, 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 totally. No one wants wonky hips. I've got <laughs> wonky hips at the moment, actually. I've definitely got one hip that seems to be slightly out at the moment. Um... But yeah, I'm actually interviewing the Body and Bone Clinic people on... Body and Bone Clinic, who are they? Uh, they well, it's a really magical little institution that exists here in Goa, in, in the Goa. south. And they fix people, basically, that have been through extreme trauma. Um, mm. Sometimes it's a psychological thing that's manifested in their bodies, but for the most part it's people that have experienced major accidents and um, very nasty things that have sort of unfolded in their bodies or diseases or so they how spend does that work what do they what do they i don't understand sort of like the humpty dumpty people they sort of put people back together again and um 
it takes months and months of physio and they have lots of different methodologies okay, and treatments. Okay, body, body and bones, so they're kind of like, I don't know. Realign entire structures in sort okay. of months and months and they travel around the world, but for the times of the months that it's season time here, they have mm. a clinic. And um, yeah, I'm going to go and meet them actually yeah, t- that um, Tuesday. And they've got some incredible cases in there at the moment, so I'm yeah. quite excited about speaking well, to I them. Well, I did a thing recently actually, a guy called Steve Haynes, it's called Trey, Trauma Releasing Exercise. Exercise? I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But basically, Dr. Trey. <laughs> Dr. Trey. No, but basically it's shaking. It's really very simple. You basically, it's, it's a very natural thing. If people like have a traumatic experience, they've got all this adrenaline coursing. There's loads. Of, it's, it's actually just very nice to, like, to, to, you know, people literally shake. So don't stop the shaking. Actually just go with it, allow it, and it releases a lot of the stress and the trauma out of the system. It's actually really quite interesting. Yeah. That's what animals do in the yes. jungle, isn't it? When yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, a deer or whatever, mm-hmm. like a, a zebra or whatever, that's hunted by a he, tiger that doesn't get yeah. done. He, he plays dead and then yeah, he gets exactly. up and he shakes for like the next five minutes yeah, to yeah, they, he showed release videos trauma. Of that. He showed, they, they showed videos of that, exactly, animals doing that, but you know, just interviews of people doing that and stuff like that. Yeah, it was really fascinating, really, really interesting. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Because you're basically shaking off a kind of you know traumatic mm-hmm. incident and mm-hmm. when that stuff gets into the sort of cells and the cellular makeup of the body like yeah. fuses with your every atom in yeah. that respect that you are mm-hmm. infusing your entire being with mm-hmm. pain yeah. and that's that's not that easy to unravel sometimes it's amazing how much stuff you can release but you know i i, I you know I was, I was doing that kind of stuff on my own to be honest with you just kind of you know raving in my living room and part of my raving is just kind of shaking no but i, I, I don't know but i do it it's when your baby bouncing or when you do something else well yeah but it's just it's, it's actually really good you're it's just still bouncing babies in I your head now my yoga, you? but i do this in my yoga stuff as well my yoga retreats so it's, it's really very therapeutic actually to shake and release and you know just do silly things and non-stoic kind of approach of uh, wibbling wibbling one's lips let it all let it all you know let it all loose let it all hang out that's an osho kind of thing it is an osho thing it's a shaking thing exactly I've got a line sometimes I use like you know we kind of shaking stuff and it's you know just try and Jeff is actually gyrating his hips right now I'm getting very nervous sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's a shaky platform Jeff just steady on now for God's sake no but just to say like you know just start stop being so like European stop doing that and get more Latin (laughs) with the hips and you know just free things up a little you know (laughs) okay but it's good it works okay if you say so (laughs) depends how it's done (laughs) (laughs) but um, I'm with you I am with you and I think um, yeah when I first darted watching videos about shaking on the Osho Have um, you been network. to the Pune Ashram? No, oh, that you? sounds like a total orgy fest. I never went there in, that, in those days. I went a bit later, but there wasn't actually that, there was stuff like that, but it, you know. You I'll, get the uniform and then like, yeah, there's like yeah. sort of gangbangs going on. Well, I don't, I think that's a bit traumatic. <laughs> no, I don't think that's, come on, that's a bit, no. I think that was back in the 60s before yeah, you got there. No, I think that there's a really interesting documentary, Wild Wild Country. Have you seen it? I really recommend it. I think it's on Netflix or something the like WWC. That. No, no, while, while, <laughs> no, but it's about Osho and the whole thing of him going to Oregon and stuff. It's just mind blowing. It's like it's it's reality, but you couldn't write it. It's just fascinating. Maybe somebody should. Hey. Maybe somebody should write it, make it into a film. Well, it should be made into a film, but it's it's an amazing documentary. You should, I'd highly recommend it. It's it's just mind blowing, literally. That guy. He was so evolved. Literally, I've I've read if you've read any of his stuff, you know, it's just basically that his books are people writing down what he said it's not him writing down it's just interviews and he was he was a very you know very enlightened self-realized being but it shows because he just lost it he went off the path he just went off the rails um, how so 
hello, how many Rolexes, how many um, Rolls Royces, and the whole, you know, they had guns, they were poisoning people, they're doing... Watch the documentary. Watch the documentary. I'm telling you, Wild Wild Country. I'm pretty sure it's called Wild Wild Country. This was about Osho in Mm. in the Pune Ashram. Well, yeah, just basically no, and then going over to America and the whole fight with the Oregon community and stuff and being thrown out and it's just fascinating. It's amazing. You just see all this. It's great because you see everyone dressed in their 70s and 80s gear and and it's just amazing. Yeah, but um, yeah, but it's a Jane Fonda film. Yeah, there's a a lot of. kind of velour kind of tracksuits going on and you know but it looks they look good they did look good and but there was a lot of yes in those days I think they filmed and I think that's part of the reason why they got into trouble they literally had this very you know the, you know when I went there it's it's all very low level stuff but as you progress you go into deeper stuff but they were literally getting naked and shouting and screaming and doing all sorts of stuff and someone got a camera in there and and shouldn't have been filming in where <laughs> oh, come I on. mean, how deep did they go? <laughs> you started it, <laughs> but that's what got them into real trouble, and then it just kind of yeah, it got yeah, out of hand. Yeah, out of hand. Yeah, sounds basically. very out of hand indeed. Yeah. That's what I have heard. Yeah, and yeah. that's kind of actually. I mean, I did go to when I told you um, before we started recording this. I went on a, a Royal Enfield from Goa to Varanasi, yeah. and we went to Pune. And the person that I was with was like, "Let's go to," and I was like, ah, Absolutely not. You didn't that, go in? No. Oh, you should have done. It just doesn't... You've I had just a lot because of fun. Of, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> this is so not my thing. I've never even, you know... Don't never, be so stoic. Even just... <laughs> Don't be so repressed. Come on. I let it all hang out. No, 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 no. That's just... Oh, I am quite repressed, I think, in some ways. I have a very external, outgoing side, but the internal is, is a little quiet church mouse, Jeff. Mm. Mm. You've got to... As I said, you've got to, like, un- unfreeze Unlock those European stuff. hips and get them a bit more Latin. <laughs> Well, that's why I moved to Ibiza, probably. It's not worked. I can confirm. Um, you've been to Ibiza, haven't you? You've run a few yeah, retreats yeah, there. Yeah, 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 I have. Um, There's a lot of that Latin stuff going on uh, that you've been talking about. This, um, in, well, well, they have the Tantra Festival there. Oh, God, no, I don't... I, I never... Very just, popular these Jenny, days. Jenny did all of that. Um, I've only been there teaching yoga retreats. I haven't uh, experienced that. Jenny used to work for a DJ agency for with the likes of Sasha and stuff like that so she used to go out and oh God, Jenny is a definite hero yeah she is yeah. I love and Sasha so Sasha's like my DJ god hero seriously yeah yeah. Well, yeah yeah she used to basically book him all the gigs and stuff and do all that stuff yeah 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 so she went out they'd put that's I think a little you know they'd go and party and have fun in the have a you know the whole Ibiza villa type thing and yeah you should get him to DJ in one of your classes I don't think I. I don't, I don't think I can pay him enough. <laughs> he might do it for nothing. He might do it for nothing. Actually, I could mm. get him to come on one of my yoga retreats. Don't you remember? It was Emma Jeeva Mukti. That, yes, um, oh, she, Emma, Emma Henry. Lovely. She's she got beautiful. it on. Well, I shouldn't really say it like that. Actually, she what? got it together with Carl Cox. Did she? She did. She so did. There was this oh, big God, thing. Oh, I've got some nice gossip when I, I, I next see her. her. Yeah, she's lovely. Um, did she really? She so did. And oh I remember God. going to one of her classes and I started following her on social mm. media. And the next thing I saw, she was having a thing with Carl Cox. And I was like, good Ooh. work. Like, that wow, is a teaming Emma. I never would have put together in a month of Sundays. But they, they, I don't, they're not together now. That, you know what? But there he is... DJed at her class at like Burning Man or something. Seriously? I'm very serious. Wow. Okay. That's pretty. That's I pretty that dark. Might cool. have been how it began. That's pretty cool. In the dry old desert. Cool. Okay, now I've got something to um, aspire to and work up to. <laughs> well, I might have to get. Some, I wish you would. I might have to get. I could do. We could do like a yoga holiday slash dance DJ, DJ festival. festival. We should have a talk about that. That would be a great weekend. 
I've got some ideas. We should definitely hey. discuss that. Because we're doing a Reset Rebel festival this okay. year. And um, that could be a lot yeah, of fun, actually. I'll be up for that. Sasha and you uh, in yeah, the mix. Yeah, we've got... We've got yeah, we know some people. We've got some connections. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. This is this is going yeah. well, this conversation. I'm glad we <laughs> stopped by this uh, rickety old structure and had a little lemon soda together. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and so what's wrong with the salt? You don't like the salt and the lime and soda? I'm not really down with the salty, a little salty bit, lemon. Not, no, but I know... Unless I don't normally, with it. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I don't normally, but then a, a yoga teacher friend, I said, because you lose so much salt with the sweating here that you should put a little bit of salt in you. I don't sweat. I, uh, my lady, what do you mean? Oh, I you simply perspire. perspire. Oh, Ladies simply on. glow. How was the rhyme going? Come go? on. <laughs> come on. My dad taught that to me when I was about six. <laughs> you perspire. No, come on. You, you need some salt. Well, I'll have some later with my tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was that? You totally put me off my flow there. So we were talking about Ibiza, oh, Ibiza and you, music, um, music and yep. doing some retreats there, which you yeah, did back yeah, in the yeah, day, yeah, I yeah, gather. Yeah, yeah, I loved going to Ibiza. It was lovely. People love going there, even though they wouldn't necessarily go and out partying. But it's just a nice vibe, a nice energy there. But it is quite expensive. It's the only thing. Mm. It can be a little bit expensive. Um, and then I just stopped going. I think when the kids, yeah. And but I'd like to go back. Yeah, it'd be lovely. Mm. It'd be really nice. You're going to hook some nice venues, aren't you? I'm, I'm going to sort this out. I'm going to make your... You know, like Jim will fix it, really, yeah. without the uh, yeah, yeah, slightly yeah, other yeah. Yeah, worrying yeah. things about Jim. Yeah. But I, I will definitely... Okay. We'll have a chat yeah. about that when we're not uh, on the podcast because we'd love to have you to Ibiza. Okay. You and Great. Jenny. She yeah. sounds like an absolute yeah. yeah, hero. And it sounds like she would have a great time as well if she's so well-connected with lots of um, fun people <laughs> on the island. And then you could get your Latino hips on. Oh, Which obviously the world needs now, to see. Oh, I've set myself up now. DZ10. No. <laughs> I've got a new club there now called yeah. High, which you've probably High. never been to. No, I've not. No. no. It, um, it, well, it was basically space, and then they uh, okay. bought it, unfortunately, and closed it down and turned it into a, a not... very commercial institute. But it sounds terrible, but actually I kind of boycotted it for a wee while, and mm. I did go um, twice last year. And it is, in, uh, you know, the sound system is... Is, you know, had another couple of million spunked on it, and it's um, it's it's epic. Sounds the sound weird. is ridiculous. I think Jenny went when she was quite young. I think she went. I think she first went to Ibiza when she was seventeen. I think mm. she's got. I remember her having a a, um, a a poster of some rave that she went to some quarry with like Sasha and Digweed and blah blah and all sorts. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like it's been ninety. Can't remember what year it was. Quite early. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Do you did you go dancing at all when you went to the island for the retreats or did you is that not really oh, your thing? Oh, not, really. not really. No, 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 yeah. no, not really. Didn't have the time. I think we I think we went once or twice um, after we'd finished. But yeah, no, not really. Yeah. <laughs> Life in the old dog. <laughs> Life in the old dog. Yeah, Jack. Oh well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You've got to. We've done a lot of that stuff. Me and Jen, Jenny especially, and um, I don't know. That stuff. <laughs> well, you know, it's naughty it's, raving. Yeah, naughty raving in the past. Mm. That was a long time ago. So yeah, it's a new phase. New phase mm. we're in. You yeah, know, you're the family man now. Yeah, exactly. And that, that I don't know. It's not quite so attractive. I still like to dance and stuff, but you know, not. I you know, I'd, I'd much rather get up at six or seven and go join in then, mm. rather than just trying to work my way through the entire. I just can't do that mm. anymore. No. No. 
I, I, well, I decided to start something called the Breakfast Club in Ibiza, actually, which was exactly that, getting up Starting at up seriously. Sort of 5 a.m., having a double espresso, and then going in to yeah, experience yeah, yeah, the latter yeah. stages of amnesia, for example. Yeah. Or Carl yeah. Cox set at 6 a.m. When it's really space. starting to get going, you exactly. know? Exactly. I, I hated that. I couldn't go 12, 1, 2. It's just like, oh, I can't do that anymore. I feel like I want to kill myself yeah, the next exactly. day when I've stayed up exactly. all night. So there's, I'd a much thing, there's a thing in London called Morning Gloryville, I think. I've, I, I try I try, I try this great fun really it's good brilliant yeah it's brilliant fun yeah, yeah amazing atmosphere yeah. but you can't really create that in somewhere that's not a city so I wanted to bring that to Ibiza that was okay. one of the ideas I went there with and I was in talks with them but no one's got a normal 9 to 5 job in Ibiza it's all very seasonal mm. and you know very untraditional and very non-linear in terms of the way that people work there yeah. so no one starts at 9 and finishes at 5 and wants to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go to a rave before they start their office job because no one works in an office and you know you've got these other club venues that are already sort of doing that but actually anyone that's stone cold sober doesn't want to wander into amnesia at six o'clock in the morning because actually it's what you're going to witness yeah it's not it's pretty not, it's and not you pretty. don't get that at morning gloryville so the concept doesn't really work there um yeah. and it's something i've thought about creating or sober raves or there's a lot of ecstatic dance things going on yeah, there why and not you could make it work i'm sure you could just got to find the right venue, the right time, the right and the right sort of people. Obviously, and once the word gets out, yeah, why not? Mm. Why not? I'll be up for that. A bit of dad dancing. <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Ibiza <laughs> oh, no. and seeing this uh, dad oh, dancing uh, coming out to play, <laughs> and then um, meeting Jenny as well yeah. and seeing yeah. if she can outdo you because um, sounds like she's got moves. <laughs> uh, yeah, and more experience. Well, come on, we're in our we're, we're in our mid forties now, so you know I don't know. So past it, Jeff. Come we're, on, we are we're past it now. There's all these young whippersnappers, but like, hey, you can, like sometimes you can show them a few things. It's true. I'm sure. I'm I've sure been to a few places where like people saying, "Why are you like the most happiest person in here?" I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's your natural setting. <laughs> And finally, what have you got coming up um, this year? Because obviously you, you teach at Tri Yoga still. I mean, how London, many classes a week are you doing there? Yeah, in London I teach, may, well, at Life Centre I just do the one class and the Notting Hill one, but mainly in, in Tri Yoga they've got Camden, um, Ealing, Soho, Chelsea, and then I've got the other privates. So yeah, I've got my kind of weekly cla- classes that I, that I do there. But then I've got like yoga weekends that I do. I find a lovely little place in the country. We get away and do that. Lovely weekend immersions. And then I'm going to um, see Greece, uh, Italy in August, Greece in September. And that's probably it for the summer. And then, yeah, be back in go next February. Via oh. Ibiza in October for the Reset Rebel Festival. Oh, of course. Yes, yeah. excellent. No, no, no. That's, that sounds actually really good. Yeah. I think it's a good plan. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. It'll be good to see you there. Yeah. But, um, a few I mean, workshops here and there. I'm going to go to Brighton. That's the thing. I, I gave it the teacher training so I can start to do a few more things like that. A few more workshops. And yeah, I'm going to Brighton. And yeah, I'm just, It's hard work, though. I'm going to contact people and do all that stuff. But, hey. Jenny does it for you. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do that myself. I'm trying to do more stuff myself. Yeah. Take the little bit of workload off of her. I can't just, you know, rock up and... Just eat, be the know. rock star well exactly that's what you want to do though isn't it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah of basically. course yeah. let's be honest here yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't we all though but someone's got to take one for the team basically yeah, yeah exactly I'm, I, I'm, I'm working on trying to just do a little bit few more things but I'm just I'm not great at that as I said I, I, I've got a very busy, busy schedule I'm up till late some nights you know teaching classes don't get back till 10 
sometimes, you know, like Thursday night, say for example, Wednesday night. But that's, you know, I'd still rather be doing this than sitting behind a desk nine to six, yeah. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad you're happy. You look very happy and you look very relaxed. And it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on this podcast. I it's my um, first it's, po- podcast. Yeah, well, I'm quite, pl- quite pleased that you said yes because yeah. I was thinking, oh God. I did actually write to you months before you even arrived here. I don't know if you've seen that email yet. Um, in your inbox that you clearly don't ever look at, and no, Jenny does all of that stuff for you. <laughs> so bless you for um, organically handstanding in front of the Charlotte yeah, that I was practicing and I thought who the hell's that guy yeah okay so it was, meant, then, to, it was uh, meant to be obviously well clearly but um, I'm glad I'm glad it happened anyway one way uh, or another and um, what do you think is the one little piece of Goa magic that you'll be taking away um, from India this year the motherland that kind of provides the one this piece very... of Goa magic yeah um, anything that you've experienced thus far well to be honest with you my favourite thing is just watching the sun go down and swimming the ocean at sunset and just that sense of peace and oneness and just enjoying nature you know it's we don't get that so much living in England I think you forget that um, busy working etc obviously I live a little bit out of London but it's just magical being able to swim in the ocean at sunset I really love it I really someone convinced me it took me I, I just said I poo-pooed the idea why do you want to go swimming when it's getting cold and I just sit there no and she's no you've got to try you've got to try it it's magical I love it nice that sounds like the perfect way to end today's Reset Rebel podcast thank you so much Jeff Phoenix for being on board today's show thank you Joe it's been a pleasure Reset Rebel it's the Reset Rebel it's the Reset Rebel it's the Reset Rebel